the closer you can have the trust so that when you make the recommendation, it's like having a referral, the person will believe you because the way you are saying it is believable. And the way to make it believable is to actually believe it. The wealthiest people in the world see business as a game. This podcast, The Game, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I've learned on my way to building acquisition.com into a billion dollar portfolio. My hope is that you use the lessons to grow your business and maybe someday soon partner with us to get to $100 million and beyond. I hope you share and enjoy. I'm going to tell you the number one way to increase the percentage of sales that get closed by you and your team through a systematic process. And if you don't know who I am, my name is Alex Ramosi. I own acquisition.com. It's a portfolio of service, uh, coaching, e-learning, info businesses that do about $85 million a year, and I have nothing to sell you. And so the reason I want to make this is years ago, I was recruited to bring in or to be brought in and flown in for a sales consulting gig, which I don't do. And it was, it was years ago, but the team was selling mortgage leads. And so what they wanted me to do is the first half of the day, I, I took apart the, the actual sales script and rescript everything, kind of reframe the offer, all of that kind of stuff. And the second half of the day, I was supposed to uh, train the team, right? And so after spending the first half on that, talking to the founders, all that kind of stuff, the second half, they had a nine person team and they were selling mortgage leads. And when I walked in, the first thing that I asked the team was, Hey, and they were like, Hey, this guy, John's been kind of a problem. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, Hey, John, how good are the leads? The whole team's there. It's quiet. Ever like pressures on John. And he's like, well, I mean, they're, uh, and I was like, I'm good. Thanks so much. And everyone was like, what is happening? I was like, dude, I can give you the best script in the world. I was like, but if you don't believe in the product, I was like, none of this is going to matter. I said, if you believed in the leads, I was like, you wouldn't even need the script. Because if you were to ask me the same question and I truly believe that these leads were amazing, I was like, I would be like, dude, these leads are sick. I mean, right now my my cousin is a realtor and I'm sending her leads right now because she's already building so much of a pipeline from it. I'm actually studying for a realtor exam so that I can so I can buy these leads from this company and not even sell these, but sell houses instead, right? Because houses have a bit bigger ticket than these leads do, right? And so for me, like I'm just basically waiting uh, to get through to that point so that I can move out on my own. But yeah, I mean, these leads are awesome. So the way that you talk about the products that you have will indicate the level of conviction that you have. And the best salespeople are true believers. And you that's why a lot of great salesmen come from clients who have used the products and services, if it makes sense for them for their life and whatnot. And so people will believe, like if you think about what sales really is, it's a transference of conviction. And so you've got some person who doesn't believe, one person who does believe, and trust is what completes the transfer. And you have to duplicate the conviction in this person and this person. And so if a salesperson doesn't believe in the product, they have no way to transfer the conviction because they have no baseline of conviction to work off of. And a different version of this happens when people start hot, they do really well, and all of a sudden they start not selling as well. It's not because they don't know how to sell. And training is not the thing that's going to fix the problem because if they're already closing before and they're not closing now, it means they've changed something. And oftentimes it's because they've heard something from one of the prospects that they sold that something was not good. And so the way to prevent this and to actively increase conviction, which is what's going to change the way they say the words on the script, is by actively having a process to make them believe, right? And so obviously the way to make them believe is to actually have a good product. But in terms of systematizing that, it's having a regular cadence between customer success and sales. So this is me getting a little bit operational with you, but this is how it works. You meet weekly and you have both teams on and the people from customer success share the wins of the clients 
who are going through the program. That's on a weekly basis and it's in a long form format. It also serves as, as, as a way for them to talk back and forth to each other. The sales team can see what's happening on the customer success side. The customer success side can see what's happening on the sales side. And you create cross departmental knowledge, which is really useful because the sales team knows not to say some things because people are misunderstanding them. And the success team is giving the sales team ammunition for the things that they know that they're doing to deliver that makes them more convicted. On top of that, you should have a pipeline that is established for customers where you can collect testimonials and reviews. And what you do is in the best case scenario, you have that client hop on with the sales team and explain their story. And I can tell you this because me firsthand, one of the things that I realized when I looked at our stats was that on Saturdays, in particular Saturdays, we were closing like 100% of people who were walking the door. And I was like, huh, what's different about these days at my facilities versus the days that we're not, you know, we're closing a normal amount? And it turned out that those days were the days that we would actually do the wayouts for our program. So people would finish their six week or their 12 weeks or whatever it was, and we would do all the wayouts on the same day. And so it's kind of like a graduation ceremony. And so everyone steps on, they're crying, they're losing weight, they feel amazing but all of my team was there. And so when we had sales consults that were that morning or throughout the graduation day or right after the graduation, while it's all fresh in their mind, they would, when someone would walk in, it's like the sales took half as long because the belief and the conviction was so strong in the salesman, it overcame the fears and the doubts of the prospect, right? And so in a lot of ways, you have to compensate for lack of conviction with training and you know, learning logical-based frameworks and, and learning how to have excellent conversation, right, that, that help people make decisions. But if you truly believe and if you think about how we buy things as prospects, we buy these things because somebody recommends them and we believe the person. Like, think about an organic buying process, right? Someone says, hey, the, the, have you gone to that sandwich shop? It's awesome. Like, you're like, well, great, I'm going to go there, right? Like, why would I not? And so the closer you can have the trust so that when you make the recommendation, it's like having a referral, the person will believe you because the way you are saying it is believable. And the way to make it believable is to actually believe it. And so having a structured process of increasing the conviction of the sales team is a way to massively increase the closing percentages of your team, not based on skill, but based on heart. And so if you can bridge that gap between the customer success and the sales team, and you can do that both internally and externally, internally because you have processes, externally because you get those customers on the call so they can hear the stories, but also you and the sales directors can read those testimonials every single day to them in the morning. And I like that because it sets the cadence for the day because it reminds us why we do what we do on a regular basis. Why am I taking these calls? Why am I knocking on these doors? Why am I setting up shop and collecting leads at the Whole Foods so that I can, so we can make sales later? Like, why am I doing this? I'm doing this so that I can be a part of this transformation that these people are going through as a result of whatever products and services we sell. And so customer support and sales, I feel like are very similar in that they get beat up all day long. And salespeople especially, and so this is for the founders and the CEOs, are going out there and they're fighting for you every single day. They're the front line, in my opinion. They're the offensive line of the team. They're just pushing. They're in the in the trenches, moving the ball forward every, you know, one, two yards at a time. They're chipping away at it. And they're pushing your products forward every single day on your behalf. And so the biggest thing that a sales director, and if you are the sales director because your business is smaller, is that you have to breathe conviction 
into them because their conviction can wane over time. And it's a cup that has to be refilled because it's that conviction that they're spreading to all the prospects. And the thing is the prospects are spreading doubt into them. And so you have to fill it up from your side so that they can become diluted and then get refilled, right? Which is why a good salesperson comes in, they can crush and all of a sudden they start going down. It's not because of skill because they already had the skills. They already knew how to, they already knew how to close when they came in. The problem was their mojo was off. All right. And so this is fundamentally about fixing mojo within a sales team, which is just getting them to believe and reminding them to believe, which is why one of the biggest sayings I have in sales is we need to be reminded more than we need to be taught. Like people who believe in something automatically sell it. And I'll give you a final, final example to drive this point home. I'll just use the, the Christian community overall, or really just any kind of religious community in general. A big part of most faiths is spreading the faith, right? And you can tell when someone truly believes the faith, they're on fire with the faith because they, they truly believe it. And it's not like people go through sales training, right, to bring people to faith, right? They just truly believe in it. And if you've ever been around someone who has absolute conviction, because conviction, and this is a key point, is not, do you believe in the product? Do you not believe in the product? But to what extent do you believe in the product? How much and how deeply do you believe? That is the predictor of your ability to close, right? A massive predictor of your ability to close, which is why so many founders are always some of the best promoters for their businesses because they believe in it more than everyone else. And they should be, but you can duplicate that ability in getting other people to believe by having a process in place to do so and understanding that the training, the blocking, tackling in terms of like, say this and that, say this and that, sure, it's important, it's good to have those, they're tools, right? They're tools that you have in your tool belt. But the fundamental work ethic that someone will fight and their desire to actually help someone is the difference between them thinking about themselves so they can get their commission check and then thinking about the prospect and how this person is missing out on something that's genuinely going to help them and really transform their life and really solve the problems that they have. And they will fight for the sale so much longer because they genuinely want this person to win because they genuinely believe that your products and services are actually going to help them. And so bridging that gap and understanding this for myself was so important because a lot of times we get obsessed with the, the drills and all that stuff. And you have to do that stuff for sure. You have to drill, you have to understand how to say the words, all that kind of stuff. But the heart, if you can, if you can change the heart and you can depth in, right? Because it's not just, like I said, it's not just do they believe, but how deeply convicted can I get this team to be? And that is where having proof where you're actively selling your sales team, that is where you will get the outsized returns, in my opinion, on increasing the effectiveness of the team, is that they truly and deeply to their core believe. And the last point that I was making is if you've ever been around someone who truly believes in something, and it's like kind of insane, right? Whatever the thing is, like it could be aliens, it could be whatever, right? But like something crazy, but they are like so sold on it. There's an element of yourself that wonders if you're right. Because you have conviction too in whatever you believe. And so you see their depth of conviction, their depth of faith in the thing that they have concluded. And the deeper it is, the more you start to question your own beliefs, which is why the pastors of huge churches typically have deep, deep faith. And if like, there's a lot to study in terms of converting people, literally, because you're changing someone's entire worldview. And so if you study the process that people come to faith and how they convince others to come to faiths in general, there's a lot of elements of selling that occur there, right? In helping people make decisions to help themselves. And so 
the person who typically does the converting can never believe less in the thing that they're trying to convert someone into than the person who's being converted, right? The person has to believe in your conviction more than they believe in their doubt, in the story that they have been telling themselves. And so the skills are simply a way to clearly communicate and build trust so that your conviction can be transferred. But it starts with having the conviction to begin with in order to initiate the transfer over the bridge of trust. And so this is the number one thing that I see missing from sales trainings and is one of the easiest things that we can do to implement in a team or even in yourself to improve your numbers overall in your business. All right. And if you don't know who I am, I probably said it earlier, but if I didn't, my name is Akshay Mosey. We own acquisition.com. It's a portfolio of services, info, coaching, course businesses that do about $85 million a year and I have nothing to sell you. All right. And so I make these because I struggled a lot coming up and I just, if there's any lessons that I can share, I prefer that my pain not have been in vain. All right. So lots of love. Bye.